Hello, everyone. I am really excited about today's episode. It's something that I've had in my head for a, a long time, actually. Um, and I've kind of recognized that it's an important topic, but I didn't quite know how to present it. And I finally sat down and really tried to figure it out. What kind of gave me that bump that I needed was our friend Growl and Wolf, who we've mentioned on past shows, who's written us a couple times and things like that that we know in real life as a friend. He approached me about teaching a class at The Mark. The Mark is our local kink community center in Nashville, Tennessee, where all of us that, that host on here, we all kind of met and um, volunteer. And so he is on the education committee and he said, you know, hey, Stephen, would you like to do a, a class on scene negotiation? So what that means is a scene is like if you're going to do best way to describe it as like a sex scene doesn't necessarily have to mean like it's, you know, sex, penetrative sex, things like that. It could be spanking. It could be something playful. It's whatever two people sit down and kind of work out. And that's why we say it's negotiation, that it's when the two people, what we try to teach is like. Get, you know, when you're interested in somebody, you sit down, you talk through what you're going to do. And that way, everything's safe, sane, consensual. And there's, you know, not really, I don't want to say no surprises, but everybody feels comfortable and is enthusiastic about what they're going to do. So you're working it out beforehand. And so I said, yeah, I'd love to teach it. You know, that's a, a subject that I am excited about, to be honest. And I think because when you do sit down to have that conversation, to have that negotiation, it is a conversation and you really are learning from the person i found it's it kind of mirrors up and is very similar to like what you do if you go out on a date or a lot of times just even if you're kind of just meeting somebody for the first time you don't really you know you could say it's even friendship like uh, i think friendships kind of do the same sort of thing where you're looking for kind of commonalities you know what do we want to sort of do together so as I've thought about this more, I thought like, okay, this is a great topic. It's a topic I really care about. It's a topic I think is really super important. And there's these sort of two sides. And that's what I'm going to kind of cover today. On the one side, when I teach this class at the mark, I'm going to really try to frame it on like how you do this in a BDSM sense. How do you find somebody that you're going to go play with and how do you walk through it that way? The other side that I'm going to focus on today's episode, though, is more for like, if you go on a date, it's basically the same process that you're that you're doing. But if you go out on a date with somebody, you're trying to kind of figure out, you know, what are these things that we sort of share that we want to explore together? For today's podcast, I'm going to walk you through the basic steps and concepts that we do when we have a conversation that helps us like hone in and figure out, you know, what are the things that we kind of connect with this other person on, but then also, you know, what is something that we really want to team up and explore together? Because if you can figure that out, what you're going to explore together, you're going to get that second date. That person's going to be excited to see you again. And you're really going to have that sort of connection like a team actually would, where you're exploring things together. And it's exciting. Everybody enjoys it. Hello and welcome to Ethical Seduction, where we help you develop authentic approaches for flirting and connecting with others. So as sex-positive educators and volunteers serving our local national community, we met a lot of people who felt stuck and frustrated because they didn't know how to connect with people they were attracted to. So Ethical Seduction was started as a way to have discussions about flirting and seduction and forming authentic connections presented in a format that not only helps us develop better skills, but also helps us understand our impact and our effect on others. Because it's our belief that seduction, when it's done well, should be good for everybody involved. 
the time and the effort that you're putting into flirting with somebody really should be seen as a positive getting experience that helps show people who you are and that you care. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I am here by myself. First time ever. I've not done this. I've been, again, thinking about trying to do a solo podcast for a long time. Uh, When we started Ethical Seduction, a lot of what we have done is discussions. We take a topic, we put it out there, and we have that sort of roundtable discussion about the topic, which really helps you see the different sides of it, gives you a better understanding of like what's going on, and, and that is great. There have been other times where I think we've picked a topic, and it's not a topic that really has so much of a discussion, and it's more of maybe like a teachable topic. And so I think some of those, I'm going to try to maybe focus on doing them as solo podcasts. So I'm going to walk us through an experience and sort of step by step. And it's one of those topics, I just didn't think we really needed so much a discussion, but it's more just me sharing with you, the listener. And I think it'd be really beneficial. So we're going to try this new format. Um, I do have three quick announcements as we get into things. Brandy and I, speaking of negotiation, there's been so much negotiation stuff going on just recently. So Brandy's also on the education committee at the Mark. And uh, she came to me and she said, hey, Stephen, the, the education team would like the ethical seduction team to maybe help create a BDSM negotiation scene. And so that's not what we're talking about today, but that this is like more specific of just an example. And so what Brandy and I did, we sat down and we, you know, pretended like we had just met and we negotiated that scene. So we made that video. But what I wanted to share with you all is out on YouTube, we took the outtakes all the times that Brandy and I messed up, which was amazingly a lot when you looked at it at the end. But we put that together and put that video, just the outtakes out there on YouTube. So if you go to the Ethical Seduction channel, you'll find that video. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes for today's today's episode as well. So I just wanted to kind of share that, that if anybody's interested, that is out there on YouTube. And uh, the other thing to mention is that we have the guide for connecting conversations. Anybody who's interested, you can you can just download that guide. That's on the Ethical Seduction website. Uh, it's a free guide. It's something I put together. It's I'm going to say it's ten plus pages, but I try to really go through conversations and really try to think about how conversations work and what are the things that. I'm going to say you as a reader would really want and need to know to help your conversations go smoother and easier. And so that is out there for anybody who's interested on the website. And then the last thing is I have set us up. If anybody has like specifics that they really want to dive into, that is like not something we can just handle on the podcast, then I've set up on the website. If you want to do a one-on-one coaching call, you can schedule something there too. So that is just an, another option for people who are interested and wanted to offer that. Let me jump into talking about how to uncover what you both want to explore together. Because I think, again, I had to really try to think like what I knew the topic, like I knew the kind of gist of it, but I didn't know how to like word it right. And like, what it, why was this so important to me? And I finally figured out it is uncovering in the conversation, uncovering what you and the other person want to explore together. What I'd like to do is start off with the story, I guess, about how Brandy and I met. And I think I have mentioned this before. I think Brandy and I shared some emails that we did early on, but, um, when I f- first, I had seen Brandy around at our club, and but hadn't really talked to her. And then one day I wanted to do go to a rope class. 
and learn how to tie tie rope and do things like that. And I thought you have to have a partner and uh, I did not have a partner. Kimberly was not really interested in it. I talked to a couple other friends, they were out of town or busy. And so I really wanted to go to this class. I didn't have anybody to go with. So I looked on the list about who was like in the maybe going section. Uh, Cause I thought maybe somebody that's in that might be, you know, not paired up with somebody. And so I wrote like three people that I reached out to and everybody wrote me back, which was interesting. But when I wrote this email, it was uh, so scary because I had to be very vulnerable. And, you know, here I am writing something as this guy that I was afraid was gonna look like kind of creepy and come across that way. Like, hey, I've, you know, seen you and I'm interested in doing a rope class with you. Like that could come across totally the wrong way. So I was nervous as hell in crafting this email. And I really, crafting is a good word because I sat down and put a lot of effort into it to try to, you know, make it safe and, and be able to say what I wanted to say from a very real place but I had to just put myself out there, you know, and like I say, in a very kind of vulnerable sort of way, because I was afraid that it would come across as creepy, but um, it did not. And like I said, all three people that I ended up writing, I kind of got positive feedback from all of it. And so one of the points there I would like to share with people is like, when you do take the time to like put yourself out there, uh, it, it usually pays off. And so when Brandy wrote back, um, she wrote back and she said, hey, I can't, you know, I can't like be your partner for the thing because I've got, I'm set up to be somebody else's partner for, with it. But she said, you know, it was like, say hi to me and maybe we can do something sometime. And so it was just like, um, I do remember her saying though, the way I wrote the email, like kind of put her at ease. And just as a guide, I just tried to introduce what I was after. You know, I knew some people, they were all busy and, um, and therefore I was reaching out to her. And then, you know, I just tried to be very open about it. So that worked out enough that she was like, yeah, you know, say hi to me sometime and let's let's chat some. So I know at the class we did chat some, this was several years ago now. And uh, later we decided though to kind of set up a coffee date. And that was, as I remember, to kind of just get to know each other a little bit better and see like, you know, did we match up? Did we have shared interests, you know, just, was there something we wanted to kind of do and explore together? So the, that coffee date is where I'm going to really focus on and kind of break down to kind of go through the main points, I think, that we wanted to cover when you're having a conversation and how to hone in and focus on, on finding these connecting things. So the coffee date, because it's short, it really takes some pressure off and can kind of help put people at ease. And so that's it's, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. If you're going to go out for a drink or something, it can be the same exact thing. You know, there's not really a time schedule. If you do dinner, whoa, very formal. I wouldn't do that on the very beginning, especially when you don't know somebody. So for us, you know, we met at a coffee shop. And in the beginning, you just kind of, when I was thinking back about it, how this went, it's like, I'm going to say you start off with small talk. And I know everybody says that they hate small talk, but I think there is a point to it. And the main point when you first meet up is you don't really know this person very well, and you're trying to establish a certain level of comfort. So you're trying to get kind of comfortable yourself. You're, you want them to feel comfortable. You're establishing some levels of trust. And so that's where I think the small talk is more than just like talk about the weather. And I remember with Brandy and I, you know, I would say we talked about like, 
how she uses her GPS because she doesn't know how to get around the city, you know, without the GPS. She has no idea what part of the city that she's in right now because she does everything by the GPS. You know, it's just like little things. And then uh, I think too, the other stuff is like just your body language, like smiling, listening, being polite and respectful. That is important. And I'm going to say that's in that early stages, small talk kind of category, where again, you're just trying to establish some comfort, some trust, put the other person at ease and kind of settle things in. So the beginning of our conversation, we were not really focused on any particular topic. It was just kind of little things that, you know, of like, hey, where do you want to sit? You know, let's get, let's order our coffees. And it's just kind of chat. One of the things that I do remember too from that in the beginning part was uh, Brandy was married at the time and she, and her wife's parents lived like on the same street as my parents. And I thought like, that is weird. Like that is really weird. And this is in like, you know, two hours away in a small town. And I thought like, what are the chances? Like that can't be. And I do remember sitting there thinking like, is this person a stalker? Like, did she like look me up and she knows like what street like my parents live on or whatever? And then we found out later that they're not the same street that like my parents live on like, you know, circle and her in-laws lived on like court, you know, something like that. But it was, but the street name itself, the the main name of it was the same. So that jumped out at me. And I just thought if in the very beginning, like, this is too weird. So anyway, I just thought that was funny. I thought I'd share that. When you, you get in and you're having the small talk, it'll gradually, at some point, you're going to want to kind of turn it into like, you know, why are we getting together? And my thoughts there are like, you should know before you go into your date or your conversation, like, why do you like this person? What is interesting about them? What is intriguing about them? You should know some of those things so that after you kind of maybe have some initial small talk, when that starts to dry up or whatever, you can get into like, I'm going to say the focus of, of the real sort of meat of the conversation, okay, which is like talking about why you're interested in them, you know, and what you would like to know and just getting into those kind of conversations. And that is where I think the two people are sitting down, really working to figure out the commonalities that that we share. So you're trying to like learn about the person, which might be some personality things. Do they seem trustworthy? And so you're talking, but I think you're also looking for these commonalities and these shared interests that you actually, you know, it's a reason that you actually want to get together for say the second date. So with that, with Brandy and I being the way we are, uh, in a coffee shop, we talked about all the sex stuff. So we talked about uh, humiliation play, and that's what we kind of figured out was like this connecting thing that we both had an interest in. And neither one of us really knew a whole lot about it. And so we were sort of at the same place, I'm going to say, on like the journey of that. And and that was that was a a topic that we were able to kind of sit there and just kind of talk about, you know? So now humiliation play, I want to kind of just mention that because that can sound scary as hell. And I think that's what I had mentioned to Brandy was that earlier I was like, I would never do humiliation play with somebody else. I would never humiliate somebody. I'm never going to like go in and like try to tear them down and, you know, make them a worse human being. Like that just didn't appeal to me. And then as things change, I kind of realized like, wait a minute, there's something here. Like nobody's going to do that. Like that's not what humiliation play really is. And I realized I didn't understand it. 
And so when Brandy and I are talking, I'm starting to kind of figure it out. I'm realizing like, okay, there's positives here. That's the reason people would do it. And um, the answer, just so you know, the real positive of it is usually like with humiliation play, there's like something that the person maybe feels internally a little bit embarrassed about. There's nothing wrong with it, but they might have, they might, you know, feel funny about it. And a good example of it could be somebody who is sort of queer, who grew up and they were told like, oh, this, you should not feel this way. But then they do, you know, and then you have to kind of come to terms with that. And so sometimes when you come to terms with those things, you might have this kind of residual, uh, I'm almost going to say shame that has been put on you. And the humiliation play a lot of times is very freeing because you're playing with somebody who is cool with cool with this aspect of you and accepting of it and often likes it. And therefore, like you finally get to like explore and do some things with it. So humiliation play on the surface sounds horrible. What I have found is like, no, it is a really nice thing. It's it's very freeing. But I didn't know that at the time. Brandy and I are talking and we kind of, I'm going to say, started to explore that together. Now, if you're out on a date, I don't suggest talking about humiliation play, especially if it's like a first date. I would definitely save that to the third date. I mean, seriously, come on. So if you're out on a date, a first date, just look for something that that person rarely gets to do. That would be something that is interesting. So there's a couple ways you can maybe go about doing that. Um, and again, I'm thinking back to my conversation with Brandy. We're just talking, but you're also feeling the person out. So, you know, what is stuff that she would like to do? So you could just ask, like, you know, what, ask the person, like, what is something that you rarely get to do that you really would love to do or love to try? So that could be, I've had people in the past, I remember one person tell me, like, they never got to go on picnics. Like, when they were a kid, they would go on picnics. They never get to go on a picnic. And that was something they really wanted. Um, I think a lot of people like to have mini adventures. And you can maybe sometimes hone in on that. If you can find out that a person is adventurous, say, then that can like give you ideas that like, okay, if we get together in the future, let's do something that is adventurous. So if you're trying to find some of these kind of key things that give you, I'm going to say material, to explore together later on. Um, travel's another like really kind of common one. I feel like that almost kind of fits in that like mini adventure category. And so somebody who's like, they love to travel, I would probably put them in the sort of that adventurous exploratory category. And so anything, you know, you don't necessarily have to go travel to another city or something like that, especially for like a second date, third date, you're not going to do that. But if you know that person loves to travel, you can then, you know, figure out something that would be fun. That is like, you know, could be rock climbing. I do know some people go to those rock climbing gyms and that could be a really great date because it's an adventure to do something like that. Um, if people are into dancing, you know, that's kind of in that same way. That's, that's, that could also be its own mini adventure. So just think about it. But if you're not really sure as the conversation goes, just know that you can ask them straight up, you know, what is something that you rarely get to do that you would really love to do? This one question, I'm going to refine it though. And I think this is the question that really summarizes the whole podcast. So I'm going to repeat it. Of all the things that you love and are into, what do you want more of? Or what aspect is unfulfilled that you want to explore? And so the word unfulfilled is what really clicked with me because that's the part like, that's where they're saying like, there's this thing I like that they might not use the word unfulfilled, but there's this thing I like that I don't get to do. 
you know, and that's a great thing to kind of like lead into the adventure if you match up with them on it. So again, it's like of all the things that you love and that you're into, what do you want more of and what aspect is unfulfilled that you want to explore? So if you can remember that one sentence, I will put it in the show notes. If you remember that one sentence that summarizes the whole point of what we're trying to say in this particular episode. Um, and so once you find that, so like Brandy and I, when we kind of realized like, okay, we do have this shared interest. We, we knew a little bit about this humiliation play. We didn't really have experience with it. We felt safe. We felt comfortable with each other. And so it was like, yes, let's get together again not for play, but for coffee, just more to talk about. And and let's basically head in that direction. And and so we did. And that has led to us now starting a podcast. And here we are, you know, years and years later. So um, so it's great. But that was what originally kind of got us started and got us connected starting our journey. And the last thing I think I would like to say about this and, and having a conversation in this way is that you don't have to do it all in one date. So if you have like, say the first time you're meeting, you might not figure out like what that exploratory thing is. You might only get as far as finding some commonalities, especially if you don't have much time with the other person. If you have 15 minutes or 30 minutes, there's a good chance you're not gonna like feel safe enough to kind of pick up on that thing that you want to explore. So in, in cases like that, I think it's fine. Just know like, okay, yeah, hey, we're having some connection. I like you enough. I would like to learn more about, about you and who you are. And I would like to have a second date, you know, and that is, that's going to flow and, and it's going to feel good. Um, but I really think once you figure out the connection thing that you guys are going to do together, that's where everything really takes off. Also, in my example with Brandy and I, it happened to be the humiliation play. It happened to be something sexual. But just realize like for a lot of people, most people, that's not how it's going to be. The same concept though would apply, say for people who were looking for like a casual hookup, you know, on the short term, like, oh, we're just meeting, we're going to see if we're compatible and if we want to do something get together. But it also applies to like, say, long-term relationships where two people be getting together, they have in the back of their mind, like, you know, that they are looking for something serious. And as they're having the conversation and feeling the other person out, they're trying to check out like, okay, are we on the same page? Is there some, is this something we can do and explore together? If you have one person that says wants the casual hookup and the other person wants the long-term relationship, you know, as an example, that's probably not going to be a good fit because you all are wanting different things. So just knowing the concept of how the conversation flows, I think can really help you be a little bit more productive and, and, you know, weed out people when they're, when they're not fitting well with you. Um, but also just even early on conversations, you know, you can start looking for these things because you're going to know that this is what we're looking for. So I'm going to go ahead and summarize the, the basics of this framework of having this conversation, because I think if you know the framework, it's going to help you all along from, say, in the very beginning when you're doing initial texting to somebody to actually getting together, having a date, you know, and, and seeing how it leads. And if you, if you don't match up, it, I think you can notice that maybe a little bit quicker and faster, um, but also just kind of knowing like, yeah, we're looking for something that we can team up on. I don't want to say it gives you a goal, but it gives some direction and 
that should, I would hope, help things be a little bit easier, flow easier, be a little bit more efficient so you're not wasting your time because as you know, Brandy and Ava hate dating because they feel like so much of the time they invest in it is doesn't go places. And so I feel like ethical seduction, we're here to try to make it a little bit more efficient <laughs> and easier for you, but I'm also gonna say more productive, which means we want you to find people that you really like. We don't want you to spin your wheels on a whole bunch of dates that go nowhere. We want you to kind of focus in, you know, find the people that you like and, and enjoy it and have it be a really good experience and also a growing experience. That's kind of our goal. So summarizing the main takeaways and how this conversation format would maybe work, okay? So in the beginning, you might start off with dating apps and you're just looking to find somebody and you both swipe right or whatever. And then you start into the texting phase. And the texting phase is just seeing like, can the person hold a conversation? Are they safe? Are they interesting? Is there enough here that is like a reason that I actually wanna take time and effort to go meet someplace in person and get together? And once you, get to, once you decide yes, and you're getting together, say for your coffee date or to get a drink or something, then you know the beginning stage of it is gonna be this like small talk. You're not really doing too much of anything except just getting comfortable, which is actually huge because when it comes to attraction, I know everybody loves to talk about attraction and how to be attractive, but if you don't have trust and safety, you will not build any attraction. You have to be able to come in and you can do it quickly, but you have to be able to come in and show that the other person is gonna be safe and comfortable around you. And if, and that's really the first step. And so the small talk, very often, that's what's going on in, the, in that beginning stages of the conversation. Then I'm gonna say the conversations usually turn to where you're looking to try to find commonalities and shared interests, like how, how are we similar? You know, what are we gonna connect on? And then just third is like finding this really cool thing, hopefully that is like an unf unfulfilled, thing that the other person wants to explore. So out of those common interests, find that thing that, that they are really interested in doing. And if it matches up with you, you're both gonna be super excited. You're gonna connect on that right then and there. Everybody's gonna wanna get together for another date. And you know, very often too, it's something that, it's gonna be more than one date. It's not gonna be a single thing. And so that's why I think like as a concept, this is such an important skill to sort of know and be able to work on because when you find that that thing, it's like it gives you multiple dates. It gives you, you know, in the BDSM world, multiple scenes. You can't do it all in just kind of one scene. Um, you can't do it all in, in one date. So I hope that is helpful to people. Um, to me, it's a very exciting topic. It is one of those kind of th key things that really connects people in relationships. And it's gonna make you be very exciting and appealing to the other person too. So again, from an attraction standpoint, it's gonna be huge you know, if you can find that. So if you like today's show, please remember to follow us so you get future episodes in your podcast player. And if you know anybody who's going to benefit from like the topics that we talk about, please let them know about ethical seduction. If you listen to Apple Podcasts and want to leave us a review, we would love you. That gives us good feedback and that's going to help us make better shows. And so we're real appreciative of that. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so on the website. If you have questions, you can leave questions on there. And if we get a question that's really good, we'll play it on the air and we will cover that as a topic to, to review and go over. 
We do have that, again, as a reminder, the guide for connecting conversations that is on the website. So if you go there, you can download that. That's free. And that's just to kind of help walk, walk you through and give you better ideas on how to have conversations that flow. And also, if anybody who's interested in doing a like a 30-minute session, you can also book now through the website and book a time with us, and I'd be happy to go. And that really lets you, you know, again, kind of hone in on your specific situation, which, again, is something I think a lot of people want that we have not offered in the past. Um, you can find us and follow us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, FetLife, and Reddit. And thank you very much for listening. This, again, was my first solo podcast to do, so I appreciate you making it all the way to the end. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye.